Hey guys, welcome back to the Big Girl Things podcast. It's Laura here, your host, and today's topic is the struggles of setting goals in your 20s. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the time of year again where it's time to set those goals for the year. Anyone else out there hate setting goals? I know I do. I like to joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist, but seriously, it is a real problem. I realize that I hate setting goals because I often set ones that are way too big and I set them way too rigidly. Like there's got to be a specific way that they're achieved. Like for example, if I want to, if I want to tone up, if I want to lose weight, I want to get fit. It's got to be five times a week. I've got to have a strict diet, this much water and things like that. And one small thing that I don't follow, I'm going to beat myself up mentally and say that you're a piece of shit, Laura, (laughs) you're slacking, you can do better. But, and also there's another thing that, you know, we all know that life can be quite unpredictable. Like there's tons of inevitable distractions that can throw us off our game. Things like birthdays, holidays, parties, anything that's fun really, like a brunch, a dinner, a few drinks. Um, I usually start out by trying to resist for the first two weeks, as I know many people do. And then I start to hate my life. And then I go to one party and I have too many drinks and then I think, this is it. I can't sustain this goal. I'm not going to achieve it anyway. I might as well just give it up. Right? And I'll figure it out as I go. doesn't matter right now. But I'm just too afraid of failing a goal that I've set for myself that no one knows about. But it's a real problem. It's a real problem and I know a lot of people face this as well. And that's led me to actually not liking set goals. But... The real, the real thing is, at the end of the day, is that I know that I'm avoiding setting goals because I'm afraid of failing. And the whole point of setting goals is to achieve them. So I think there's been a couple of tips and tricks that I've learned along the way that are actually working for me now. Old Laura would allow the whole rise and fall of the whole setting too big of a goal, failing the goal, trying to pick it up again through the entire year. But now that I've actually just calmed down and say, hey, hang on a second, I don't want to do this chasing my tail anymore. I'm 27. (laughs) I'm a bit tired of my own shit. What can I do? I've got big things ahead for me. um, And I feel like this is a really important topic to talk about, especially in our 20s because 20s are the years that shape our life really at every stage in your life you can shape your life at your 30s you've got a different phase and when you're 40 you're a different phase and even when you're a teen you're in a different phase of life but i think as we go along that in your 20s most of us have the pressure of making something of ourselves and that stress of i still want to have fun but i want to do great things but there are people on the internet who are making millions now they're entrepreneurs out there who are millionaires by 23 and we always use the extreme examples and we put that pressure on ourselves i say we as a as a general term if you don't fall into that that's great that's amazing but i think that I know a lot of people who struggle with this as well, and I think it's important to have a have a chat about. It. So, as you as you guys already know, my brain tends to work in very very weird ways, <laughs> and I generally have a different approach than most people do. So I'm quite confident that the tips and tricks that I'm going to share with you today, um, you might not have heard of. 
But before we get into the episode today, I'd like to kickstart the episode with just one thing that I'm grateful for this week. And this week has been a real big realization of how grateful I am for picking up the habit of reading again. Reading is one of those things I've noticed. I don't see the results. I don't see the results until one day, just something, a line in the book, just something in the book, right? It just hits and it unlocks all of the struggles and the problems that I've been stressing about, that I've been thinking about, can't make it work, things like that. And suddenly something in the book gives me a bit of wisdom to say, hey, hang on a second, that's something I do. That's something I struggle with. And I've always managed to get better from there, really. It's just with starting to, with that line in the book sometimes, it's all that I need to just be aware of my situation and to be able to make better choices from then on. So I'm really grateful this week that I've picked up the habit of reading. I would highly, highly recommend that too. However, if that's something not something that you do currently, I encourage you to think of something that you're grateful for this week. And you'd be surprised at how it can change your day around. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So the first tip that I have to combat the struggles of setting goals in your 20s is be honest about wanting to have fun. Number two, fast results do not last. And number three, creating great relationships makes everything better. All right, so number one, be honest about wanting to have fun. So for those of you who like having fun like I do, say it with me. I like having fun and there's nothing wrong with that. I'd say it again. I like having fun and there is nothing wrong with that. For the longest time, I've ingrained in my head, uh, there's this mantra that I chant every time I want to do something fun, is that I say, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be responsible. You should be saving money for a house. You should be saving money for this. You should be eating healthier. You've got goals to achieve. Stop having so much fun. Why do you want so much fun? Right? So every single year, every single time I want to have fun, I go through this in my head. And this year I've come to realize, and I've had a co- this conversation with a couple of friends as well, is this, it seems to be something that everyone is struggling with. We all want to have fun, but we seem to limit ourselves or like tell ourselves in our mind that we shouldn't have fun because we have all these goals that we want to achieve. But if these goals aren't something that excite us, then are we really being honest with ourselves to say, I'm not going to have fun because I want to save up for a house and that's what I really want? Because clearly what we really want is to have fun. So by admitting to myself that I like having fun and there's nothing wrong with that, I've started to incorporate fun into my weekly goals. So the things that I do in a week, I'm always going to plan what I need to do. I need to eat healthy. I need to exercise because those things help me feel really good. right? But having fun also makes me really happy. I love having fun with Pat, my boyfriend. I love having fun with our friends. I like going out to try new foods and new places and new things to do. I really like those things. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But if you feel the same way as well, if you struggle to admit that having fun is 
okay is good is acceptable then well you're on the same boat with all of us and that's okay and we can all get through this together right so what i found this really helpful is to prioritize my fun activities so i ask myself all right laura let's <laughs> let's have an honest chat with with ourselves today if i could only choose two fun things this week to do what would those be Right, I can't go ahead and do all five things. I can't go on a boat. I can't go have a picnic. I can't also go to a winery. I can't go partying, and I can't go out for brunch every day of every day of the week. Right? Just my bank account won't allow me to. <laughs> Even if I physically could, my bank account won't allow me to. So, if there's two things that I can have fun with this week, what would those be? And since I've been doing that, like I've actually looked forward to two things that I can have fun doing in the week. And it may actually makes me want to stick to my goals even more throughout the rest of it where I've got other commitments and other other routines that actually bring me joy and bring me, bring me happiness. So I would encourage you if you struggle with choosing what things to have fun in a week ask yourself this question if i could only choose two fun things this week what would that be right another thing that um this question has led me to think and reflect on is my daily life i'm i think to myself like why do i desire to have so much fun it's almost like i can't have just a little bit of fun i can't just go out for lunch It'll have to be brunch, it'll have to be bottomless drinks, and then that will have to lead to some time out. Why do I feel like I need to have excessive amounts of fun all the time? I reflect on my daily life and I'm thinking, is it because I'm trying to escape what I'm doing? Do I actually hate my routines? Is it too much for me that I'm trying to force myself to do them? So I think that's a really good place to start because my answers were, yes, I actually am pushing myself a little bit too hard. So by the end of the week, I feel like I have to absolutely escape and do whatever I want because I deserve it, if that makes sense. So try reflecting. So first, to recap on that point, first admit that I like having fun and there's nothing wrong with that. The second part is to ask yourself, if I could only do two fun things this week, what would that be? And the third one is to reflect, is my current routine and my daily life too much for me to handle that I need, feel like I need to escape all the time? And point number two, fast results do not last. This is something that I still struggle with. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I want my results right now. I'll set things that I almost my goals almost look like a sprint right they're definitely not a marathon i do not like the idea of having to do something for a month two months three months in order to see some sort of result i don't like doing small minute change make small small minute changes into my lifestyle so eventually i will achieve my goals simply and easily i want them right now i can take the pressure dump it on me let's go <laughs> if you can relate then you probably would have experience a couple of failed goals <laughs> pretty quickly and you probably crash pretty hard i've learned this year that result oriented goals are a sure way to put immense pressure on myself so what that means is that i used to set goals based on results right and so it'll be this big monumental goal that i need to achieve but it wasn't based on sustainable habits as we all know anything that we want to achieve that's long lasting and that is 
actually makes a difference. Like whether it's fitness, whether it's fitness, whether it's learning a skill at work, anything that you can learn within a week is probably not going to take you very far. And it's probably not going to be very helpful in your long-term goal. What I'm trying to say is like, use, use fitness for example, right? Because everyone's probably trying to diet throughout lockdown, throughout fucking COVID, anyone who hasn't gained a bit of weight, who hasn't lost a couple of brain cells, heads up, like hands down to you. But I'll use fitness as an example. It's just quite an easy one to understand. If we are trying to lose some weight, let's say five kilos, five kilos sounds like a small achievable goal. If I just lose a kilo a week, I'll get there in five weeks, right? So what I need to do, I need to have a crash diet. I need to go cardio every day, if not twice a day. And I need to also walk a lot, right? So that will be the the goal that I set for myself. And I go through week one and I'm like, holy shit, this is really difficult. And then I'll see a cupcake and I'll start to stress. Um, it's just not maintainable. So I've had to sit down with myself again and say, hey, Laura, we need a chat, All right? We can't keep doing this because we're not achieving our goals and we are feeling like an absolute loser for not achieving anything at all. So what I'll actually give credit to my lovely friend Elise because you are the big sister that I never thought I could have. She always like just speaks right through me and disregards all the bullshit that I have and just says, hey, now, listen here. Clearly what we're doing is not making, achieving the results that we want. (laughs) You're putting too much pressure on yourself again. And so this is what she taught me and it's been really, really helpful since she said it. She says, reverse and break down your results into small, daily, weekly, monthly, actionable items. So think about it this way. Um, As long as I achieve my daily goal, I'll be along my way to achieve my weekly goal. As long as I achieve my weekly goal, I'll be on my way to achieve my monthly goal. And if I achieve my monthly goal, I'll be on my way to achieve my yearly goal. So what that would look like in terms of a, let's say, a fitness goal. would be, let's say, I want to lose 10 kilos. I want to lose 10 kilos and I want to tone up within this year. Right? That's, that's a good goal. That's a good goal where you think, I could do that. Right? The point of a goal is to be able to achieve it. So if you're thinking, okay, yeah, cool, I could do that. Let's start with that, right? What do I need to do every um, every month? How much weight do I need to lose every single month to be able to lose 10 kilos in a year? And out of that month, how many, what do I need to do every week? How many calories do I need every week so I can achieve that monthly goal? And how much exercise do I need to do? And then within that week, each day itself, what do I need to eat? How many calories do I need to achieve? And when are the days that I need to go to the gym that will help me achieve that weekly goal? They kind of break it down. And so as long as every day we look at our schedule and say, all right, today I need to eat this amount of calories on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday is a little mini break day. So I get a bit of a cheat meal. I get to do have a bit of fun that I've planned Friday we are having another healthy one, right? Whether you decide to go out on Friday night or you decide to spend Saturday out going brunch and stuff, whatever that is your two fun things that you want to do, allocate space for that. Allocate space for that so that all the other times when you're not having fun, you know that you have a set 
routine to follow, right? You have a set guideline to follow of this week, all I need to do is this. And if I do this every single week, if I nail every single day, if I just go to the gym when I need to, if I just eat this when I need to, tomorrow I'm brunch, doing brunch, I can have whatever I want to have, you know, like nighttime i'm gonna go out i'm going dancing i'll have fun and then come saturday morning i know i want to eat well anyway all right if you just follow those simple steps your daily weekly monthly goal if you sorry yes if you just follow your daily routines your weekly routines your monthly routines and you nail all of those you are going to hit your yearly goal right and this actually leads me into my next point which is number three Creating great relationships makes everything better. Towards the end of 2021, I met a bunch of lovely and amazing human beings who happen to be in the same line of work as I am. And that started with Elise. Two mentions there, Elise. (laughs) Um, So I met this bunch of amazing people and what amazed me the most was how much more fun has been since I've met them, since we were all working hard towards the same goal. When I was alone, everything just seemed like a conscious effort to be disciplined, to show up to work. You got to do this. You got to work hard. But when we were together, it was like, I wanted to work hard. I wanted to be part of a team that everyone was working towards the same goal. And even in sometimes, even though we weren't always together physically, we were in spirit, we were together because we were talking on the phone, talking about the same problems at work. We were supporting each other, motivating each other. And everything just seemed so easy and almost it, it almost seemed fun. And I wanted to do better for no reason. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that if there's anything that you struggle with, to you struggle to show up to the gym, you struggle to show up to Soul Cycle, to yoga, to go for a walk, whatever it is, to read, maybe find someone who is on the same journey or who has the same interest, someone you get along with, and to be accountable to each other. You know, like the bigger the group, the better. Right, because you're not re- then relying on that one person. Oh, you know, you know how you, you, you got sometimes in, if two people are going to the gym, one person's always more motivated than the other, and the one who's more motivated is always like, oh my god, she doesn't want to go again. I'm always motivating her to go. She doesn't want to do the extra set. She doesn't do the extra rep. She's always cheating on her diet. I might as well do it by myself. And for the person who's a little bit more laxadale, they'll say, oh, she's pushing us so hard. I just want to (laughs) chill. I just want to chill. I know we're going to get there in the end. You know, we just stick to the plane. Why does she always have to do overdo everything and things like that? So the bigger the circle, the better. And this is definitely a work in progress, not something you can, bam, snap your fingers and here's my whole posse. We all sit together during lunch. We all show up in pink together. I don't think it works that way, (laughs) not in the adult life at least. It's very difficult as it is to make friends, but we don't try. We never know who the person right next to us might become. And to add on to that, I've been reading a book by Oprah and Dr. Perry called what happened to you not only is it an amazing book but it's so simple to understand that we why we as humans react the way that we do to stress and how much 
we actually function better, how, how much better we function within a supportive community. They, in the book, they say that being within a supportive community not only allows us to heal our trauma-induced wounds, but can also build us up to be wholesome people again. And I can attest to that. That is definitely true. I did not think I'm a very strong-willed, over-analytical person who thinks that I can overcome anything that I want to as long as I change the perspective in my mind. As long as I try hard enough, as long as I'm stubborn enough, I'm determined enough there's nothing no one can say or do to take me down all right but ever since being in this group of friends I have been so happy and I actually naturally want to do better right and I think it's already difficult enough to achieve our goals one more if they don't spark joy and we can't see the results right now so why not choose joy until the results show up eventually so that's actually it for today's episode guys nice short and simple i hope those three tips have sparked some some brain cells in your head connect them together like oh actually i've been doing that actually i could also do that i actually i've been really hard on myself the problem is not me it is just that the goal is just a bit unrealistic and i'm having unrealistic expectations of myself because i'm not having fun in my daily life and i feel like these goals will complete me oh my god i'm sorry i said that out loud <laughs> it's just, i mean my analytical brain i can't help it i'm a bit sarcastic i'm a bit honest um and i've been feeling that way for a really long time and i wish someone would just say that to my face Like you're trying to overachieve on these goals because you don't feel like you're anything without these goals. It was very hard to admit to myself in the beginning, but once I did, I was like, you know what, you're right. And the only way I can get better is by admitting it and asking for help. So I prompt you guys to have a bit of a reflection. If your goals are working for you, the way you're doing things are working for you, that's amazing. That's great. I hope you share those tips and tricks with other people as well. But if you found anything helpful from today's episode, I'd love for you to guys to for you guys to share it with a friend, a family. Um, just copy the link and share it on Instagram so we can actually help more people live happier and more fulfilled lives. So without further ado, I will leave you guys with your 2022 goals and I look forward to hearing about them as well. And I will see you guys in the next one. See you guys.